You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. My name is John. I'm joined, as always, by the amazing and wonderful Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Hello. And we are here today to bring you another episode of the greatest podcast that you've never heard of. Yeah, that a lot of people have never heard of. Right. These people hopefully have because they're <laughs> listening to us. But if you're new, welcome to the show. And uh, don't make any rash judgments <laughs> off of one episode. You may want to listen to maybe 50 or so before you decide whether you like us or not. I felt like our last show was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed the last show. I, I really did. It was uh, good. It was our first one back together. It was, you know? yes. And... Not that we're back together this time. No, in case anybody important's listening, we are in separate locations. We are. Um, but the one last, you could tell our chemistry was, you know, just popping. We had missed each other. It does seem like the show goes better, I feel, when we're sitting across from one another because there's a lot of uh, facial expressions yeah. or just right. reactions to things that are said. Yes. Yeah. And I use my hands when I talk a lot, so and Deidre makes fun of me for that. Yeah, that's usually that bumping sound that you hear in the back that's of the room. Like hitting everything. That's usually John hitting, knocking into stuff. <laughs> I get excited. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. But we hope everybody had a good week. Hope all of your loved ones are okay and you're okay. No health problems are coming your way. Shout out to Jacob and Amanda, our friends. Hope Amanda's doing better. Hadn't got an update today, but... I will say we got an update yesterday, okay. and she was doing better. Okay. Of course, she's, she's yeah. still in the hospital. Sure, right, yeah. I will say when she, and I don't want to turn this into a personal discussion <laughs> about our lives. No, I want it to be <laughs> at all times. But I will say that when she caught Corona, when she came down with the Rona, yeah. for me, that made it real. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, well, this is a real thing. First person I knew to get it, right? <laughs> me, me I mean, too. I personally knew, mm-hmm. yeah. I was flirting with the idea that all this was a conspiracy until Amanda got it. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you, Amanda, for leaving us of our our conspiracy theories. Yes. I sent Jacob a message. I'm their family deacon, by the way. Okay. So so sorry about that. that Y'all got stuck with me. And offered, you know, like, hey, I'll do whatever you need. I don't know if you want me to cook, but that'd probably be the worst thing I could do for you. And he said they were good for now, and I, I don't want to be bombed. I'm sure, like, everybody, you know how it is yes. at church. Everybody will bug you to death. One time, Deidre was in the hospital. She was like, don't tell nobody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want anybody to know. And she was just there for a few hours and ended up having a kidney stone. But, yeah, yeah, she was like, don't call the preacher. Don't call anybody. <laughs> don't let anybody know. Don't let your mama know. Well, let's just see what happens first. Right. Because we didn't want like a parade of folks up there, somebody bringing a peace lily to us, to, you know, <laughs> and like all kind of flowers and balloons and stuff. Right. Anyways, 
I got a few good stories this week. What about you? I got some good stories. Uh, I've got a $500,000 bet on a rock, paper, scissors game. All right. I've got a Mustang driver who says he didn't stop because he thought the cops wanted to race him. Okay. But I wanted to start with this. And this is an older story, but it will, you know, it's, it's not that old. It was published four days ago. You may remember the story where there was a skate park in California yeah. and the city was like, we have to stop this. Right. Yeah. Because not only is it, you know, kids are on their wheelie boards and we hate that, but yeah, also yeah. there's a virus. There's a pandemic going on. There's one thing the government hates is skateboarders. <laughs> and I don't know why. You know, I was, I was more a B of X guy, you know. But, you know what uh, I think it is? I think it's because they look so daggum cool. Yeah, I know. They man, look so cool. Kick flipping and stuff. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, I just don't know what it is. Even when I was a kid and all of us, were, you know, were skateboarding and riding bikes and stuff, the cops would chase us off from places all the time. I, I don't know why. It's, it's, like, it's because it's cool. You know, like, hey, we're not hurting anybody right. or anything. We're just hanging out. We're not, that was before all, any of us started doing drugs or anything. This was like just a <laughs> bunch of like eighth graders out there. Yeah. So, and I never was a really good skater, so. It's the same reason people want to shut down vaping. It's because it looks cool. (laughs) Vaping does not look cool. (laughs) To me, it doesn't. Right. I mean, smoking a cigarette is much cooler. Like, if you're a kid out there listening, smoke cigarettes, okay? (laughs) You're much cooler, all right? (laughs) James Dean smoked cigarettes, Marlon Brando, all the cool people smoke cigarettes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just my endorsement for cigarettes. I would We'd like to welcome on our new sponsor, <laughs> Marlboro. By the way, yes. Uh, what is the big the big tobacco company? Philip uh, Morris. Rent, Philip Morris yeah. or Reynolds is another one. Okay. Yeah, U.S. Tobacco. Right. Yeah. I would like to point out that the U.S. Surgeon General does say that it's been proved in lab tests that it causes cancer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But who yeah. listens to the Surgeon General? Well, look, you're going to die anyways. Might as well look cool while you do it. <laughs> Might right? as well die 30 years earlier than sure. you would have and look cool. Right. Look, the last 30 years of your life probably going to be bad anyways, right? You'll be wearing <laughs> diapers. Somebody's having to feed you. You're in a nursing home because your kids don't like yeah. you. So let's just go ahead and knock that off. Let's get out here earlier. We need our social security, you know? <laughs> you know, tiny. All these, uh, all these old people dying is going to save social security. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I would say that I'm not a scientist or any kind of expert. I'm just a guy on the internet. Yeah. But I do, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to pick my words very carefully here. I certainly don't want to encourage anyone to smoke. And as far as the people who vape, the problem with that is that you are the guinea pigs. We yeah. don't have long-standing scientific studies to find out what that causes to a person. I will say I would much rather smell cotton candy than cigarette smoke. I wouldn't, though. You know? <laughs> really? Cigarette smoke doesn't bother me. It drives oh, Deidre up the wall. I, I hate it, too. I'm right there with DJ. Uh, it stinks so bad. I can't. I could never pick up smoking, you know, because <laughs> Deidre would hate it, you know? <laughs> okay. I mean, I've smoked a few uh, on and off, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, in my life, but I've never could do it because Deidre hates it. If you're gonna if you're gonna smoke something, the the least you can do is pick up pipe smoke or cigar smoke. Oh no, marijuana, <laughs> right? Well, I thought we were talking about tobacco. Oh, use. okay, yeah, well, or crack, either one. <laughs> Kids, I mean, do crack. Okay, what's the worst that could happen? You know, you right. won't get fat. That's a good. By you won't get fat, but you might could uh, think you're a bird and fly out the window sure. and crash. Oh, no, wait, that's LSD. Yeah. Well, 
that's a rumor. You know, <laughs> I read it in a Spider-Man comic in the yeah, 1980s. Right, okay? I know. I know a lot of rumors. I about get LSD. all my medical information from comic books. I think PCP makes you think you fly, right? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know what PCP is. I just heard about it in a Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> All right, but back to the skateboarders, all right? <laughs> yes. And kids, I'm just kidding. Don't do drugs. Don't smoke or anything, right? right? It's you, bad. Nobody's success story starts out with, I was doing drugs and my life really started going well, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and if you do do it, absolutely under no circumstances tell anyone that we told you to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I I disavow any knowledge of ever saying this. This is satire. It's 100% satire. <laughs> I cannot be held liable for any actions. If you look up what we just said on Snopes.com, it will say false. <laughs> fact check, false. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's our dream to get fact checked by Snopes. It is. That would be awesome. We should do that. Yeah. Send just send some send our own stuff in all the time. <laughs> yes. like, is this true? <laughs> well, we need we need to we need to start writing stuff. Put stuff out. You're yeah. right. You can write. I can write a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You just got to write an article and put it out there. <laughs> to Earth and then Oddity. I'll report it. <laughs> the Earth Oddity Times. Yes. That's kind of like what's uh, the Epoch Times, big conspiracy theory yes, place, yes. Earth Oddity Times. That could, say- <laughs> we could buy, could make something out of that. You know, I will say that I get ads for the Epoch Times all the time. Do you? Oh yeah, yeah. They got yeah. some pretty good ads. No, oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm right now. I'm getting used car ads and car ads and stuff because Dieter and I were looking and talking about them. So yeah. I hadn't seen one in a while. Every time I watch a Joe Rogan clip on YouTube, oh, immediately yeah. I get. Did you know that? The- yeah. Such and such did such and such. I want to say to wish, like, y'all need to calm down. Yeah. I mean, sometimes my kids are with me while I'm scrolling through Facebook. And some of the stuff wish, like Target ads me with, I'm like, right. whoa, now I don't need to see this. <laughs> the day one was a, a full bodysuit for a female, right? Uh-huh. Had a zipper in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was Why like, are you getting those just, targeted ads? I don't know. It was $12, so I ordered one for David. Right. It'll be here in like a year. But, right. You know, hopefully hopefully she'll be happy. She's got to make it across on that shit. That's right. I'm like, why am I getting this, you know? Uh, just a lot of weird stuff. Wish is there. I don't know why they're even. I've never bought anything off of Wish. I don't buy a lot off the internet. Well, we do. Amazon, though. Yeah. I got a Serbian bride once. <laughs> she left once she got over here. It's wild. Didn't work out. I just wanted her to help clean up around the house. <laughs> All right. Back to the skateboarders. Yeah, skateboarders. <laughs> I'm the one reading the story. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault, y'all. I could have reined that in at any point and I didn't do nah, it. Nah, that's fine. Let it go. That's fine. Anyway. This is what they come for. They don't come for the news. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> California skate park filled with sand to enforce social distancing backfires as dirt bikers show up. I love it. Now, if this isn't taking lemons and making lemonade, I don't That's know That's right. Is. That's sticking it to the man it is really what it is. is. California officials who closed a popular skate park and filled it with 37 tons of sand, John. 37 wow. tons. Wow. That's a lot. Is it's a, a lot of lot. sand. It's enough to start a beach. Yeah. Uh, in hopes of keeping residents away during the coronavirus outbreak, have inadvertently turned the recreational site into a dirt biker's paradise. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a video posted on Instagram this week shows riders catching air at Ralph's skate court in San Clemente. Is that how you say it? Clemente? San, in San Clemente, despite the city's effort to enforce social distancing. 
The fact the city put the sand in there to try to social distance everyone, I think it's a big joke, Connor Erickson, who posted the video, told KUSI News. These kids are cooped up inside their houses, and they just want to go to the skate park and have some fun. Another video on his account shows locals shoveling up the sand and then placing it into buckets. As soon as the skaters showed up, we got a broom and a shovel, and we helped them sweep that thing out. Get the sand out there so that they could do a little social shredding themselves. <laughs> social added. shredding. I love it. <laughs> and hey, you know what? After they got all the sand out of there, a bunch of little kids came down <laughs> and made sandcastles. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the city of San Clemente first closed all parks and put up no trespassing signs on April 1st, which... If they did that on April 1st, I would just think it was a prank, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're, just, they're trying to get me April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's, 37 tons of sand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How much is a ton, do you know? I don't. 2,000 pounds. That's a lot. I just wanted to let everybody in the world know I knew that. Well, what's 2,000 times 37? Um, What, 74? I think it's a little 74, more than 74. 74,000. <laughs> 74,000. Gotcha. Yeah. A lot of sand. That's a lot of sand. The sand was added last week after officials saw people continue to skate the park, Samantha Wilde, the city's parks manager, told the San Clemente Times. It appears the closure was not being abided by. A bulldozer was filmed adding sand to an iconic skate park in Venice Beach this week as well. San Clemente, as of Tuesday, has 43 confirmed coronavirus cases, according to Patch, while the state of California has 35,845 overall. Okay. So, what do you think about, are these kids just, uh, are they getting back at the man, or are they contributing to the downfall of mankind everywhere? <laughs> I think the kids are fine. Right. I don't think they're contributing to the downfall of anything. You as long know? as they're not making out. Yeah, right. And sharing each other's cigarettes. So, yeah, it's hard to ride a skateboard with another person, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, and I don't, hey, government guys, like. Can we not do something better with our time than and money than get thirty seven tons of sand and dump it in a skate park? Right? Could that not have been cured with a couple of locks? You know, and maybe you know, I don't know. I mean, the lock is only going to keep out so many people. A lock only keeps an honest man out. But maybe it keeps out enough, right? Yeah, that it's maybe not a big deal. I don't and, know. And if you don't want them there, just go patrol and buy and run them off like you do everywhere else. You right. Know? I, I, it's still cheaper than hiring bulldozers. Yeah, to get up right. There and, and dump, dump trucks yeah. and everything and all those resources in one skate park. Now the beautiful thing about a skateboard is you can pretty much do it wherever there's cement. You right. Yes. Yeah. So like. You just moved them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're yeah. at the school that shut down. They're mm -hmm. skating. I blame Tony Hawk is who I blame. <laughs> yes. Skateboarding has been a thing for a long, long time. But a very long what time. What made white, rich, suburban kids want to go skateboarding <laughs> was Tony Hawk Pro Skater on PlayStation. No, I was skating before that. All right. Uh, were you a rich middle class or were you a rich? I was a middle class kid. kid. I wasn't a rich. <laughs> I wasn't a rich middle, but I was middle class and, uh, what made me want to skate were Powell, Powell Peralta videos. It was a skate company. They used to put them out, right. and we would get them and watch them, and I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. And then I went and tried. I was like, I can't do a <laughs> backside you know, wheelie grind or whatever. And I was <laughs> yes. like, so I, I'm going to keep riding my bikes, guys. You know? yeah, yeah. And I'll pop wheelies and learn tricks on it. And that was fun. But right. yeah, so I was never that good of a skater. Um, uh, plus Fayette, like where was there to skate in Fayette? Well, 
Bevel State was a really good place, which is Brewer back then. It was before mm-hmm. it changed to Bevel State. And my cousin Will, first cousin Will and I were skating down there one day. And for those not from the glorious city of Fed, Alabama, Bevel State is a community college. Some call it the Harvard of Alabama community colleges. I'm, I'm a proud graduate of it. And it has big plate glass windows all along the front of it. And Will and I were skating there one day because I lived by it. Mm-hmm. And he tried to do a trick or something, and his board got away from him. He hit one of those windows and busted it. Oh, no. And I was immediately like, well, if I'm gone, man, I'll see you later. <laughs> you know? This is why people hate those skateboard kids. <laughs> Have no respect for public property. Right. No respect. Yeah. And so uh, Will is now a state trooper, you know, <laughs> great. Quality citizen, a really great drummer, one of the best drummers in the world. He's a really great drummer. Him and his stepfather, Lloyd, who was the director of the Alabama Bureau of Investigation, had to buy a window from Bevel State. <laughs> and like, we would ride by it all the time, and it was just like cardboard up in the window or whatever. <laughs> but there was no loyalty with me. Like, as soon as it broke, I grabbed my board. I was like, well, man, I'm out of here. I'll see you later. Like, you got to deal with this, That's not funny. me. You know? I had nothing to do with it. I just love the mental picture of riding by Bevel State Community College and seeing that cardboard That's in the right. window. Like you would, like you know, when an old Monte Carlo gets a window busted out, That's right? And then whoever owns it can't afford a new window, so they just put the cardboard and duct tape. And for all three of my years at Bevel State, because I—that's right—I went three years to community college. You know, a lot of people go to community college for three years. <laughs> and uh, every time I walked by that window, he broke. I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I went. I'm. I'm not ashamed that I went three years to Bevel. It was a great. Really, that time was the greatest time of my life. I lived at home. I worked on the farm. I had no responsibilities at all. I was old enough to do pretty much what I wanted to do. All my friends were still in town going to Bevel too. And we just had the time of our lives. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. I would recommend to everybody out there, kids, go to community college. It's great. Right. All right. Well, the coronavirus is affecting everybody, affecting skateboarders. And it's also affecting the cartel. Okay. Yeah. So prayers sent for the for the cartel. This comes from the LA Times. The coronavirus chokes the drug trade from Wuhan through Mexico and onto US streets. For drug traffickers interested in getting in on the fentanyl business, all roads once led to Wuhan. The sprawling industrial city built along the Yangtze River in east-central China is known for its production of chemicals, including ingredients needed to cook fentanyl and other powerful synthetic opioids. It's going to hurt a lot of people in Alabama. (laughs) You know, got a lot of people on opioids in Alabama. Meth and opioids, both sides of the the spectrum. Um, Vendors there shipped huge quantities around the world, and their biggest customers were Mexican drug cartels, which uh, embraced fentanyl in the recent years because of its cheap, it's cheaper and easier to produce to produce than heroin. But the coronavirus that emerged in Wuhan late last year, before spreading across the planet, has disrupted the fentanyl supply chain, causing a ripple effect that has cut into the profits of Mexican traffickers and driven up street drug prices across the United States. Uh-oh. Yeah, Tiny was telling me before the show it was really expensive for him to find his supply. (laughs) Few industries 
illicit or not, have been unscathed by the pandemic that has upended the global economy and killed more than 190,000 people worldwide. The narcotics trade, which relies on the constant movement of goods and people, has been stymied by lockdowns, travel bans, and other efforts to contain the virus, according to government officials and academic researchers and drug traffickers. I guess they're interviewing everybody. (laughs) Mexican production of fentanyl and meth and methamphetamine appears to have been especially hit hard. Uh, Both drugs are made with precursor chemicals that are typically sent on planes and cargo ships from China, where despite U.S. pressure to ban them, they continue to be sold uh, legally. Imagine that. Man. So anyways, the supply chain shut down. And they, uh, this is an extremely long article because the LA Times is a real newspaper. It's not like the sun or whatever we right. get most of our articles from. <laughs> yes. A real journalist wrote this. <laughs> yes. So it goes on to say the, the drop in exports has left some Mexican drug producers with less access to needed chemicals. And simultaneously, cartels have encountered another colossal challenge, new restrictions on the entry of the United States the world's biggest market for illegal drugs. We're number one. Number one? USA, wow. USA, USA. Is that just because they're all illegal here, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you can't be yeah. number one in illegal drugs if, if they're, they're all, all legal, legal in your country. <laughs> Normally, more than a million people cross the U.S.-Mexico border legally each day, but that number has falling, fallen significantly since March when President Trump Close the border because he's a racist. <laughs> it doesn't it, say that. Well, I was going to say, we also <laughs> talked about a story about uh, Mexicans who were yeah. upset about the spread of coronavirus That's into right. Mexico through the southern border. So, But you'll be glad to know that some cartels are hurting financially. Um, a senior analyst at the crisis group said, international crisis group said, um, he said he has interviewed gang members who complain that cartel bosses have not paid their salaries. Ooh. <laughs> They should have got in on that payroll protection loan. It's getting rough. Yes. These drug dealers need to unionize. Yes. That's right. <laughs> They're being told that business is bad and that finances aren't flowing smoothly. Other factors are also hurting organized crime. Experts say quarantines have slowed the movement of cocaine from South America to Mexico and harm legal industries such as the avocado trade from which cartels extort money. Me? Wow, I didn't know they extorted money from... I didn't either. All you millennials out there with your avocado toast <laughs> are supporting the cartels. Meanwhile, the global uh, the downturn of global oil prices has been a blow to gangs that resell stolen gasoline, which I just thought was a redneck thing. <laughs> you know? Yes. I didn't know the cartels were on enough, that. Uh, you come across enough uh, lawnmowers and... Yeah, right. <laughs> you can make you a quick $20. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't even have to buy a tank for yourself. You know, you've got a good siphon hose and a jug, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So anyways, prayer sent to the cartel. Yeah. I know they're struggling right now. We've all been affected. Maybe they can get back on their feet. It makes me wonder if, is there any evidence that maybe this virus was released by the CIA oh. to take down the cartels? Uh, Tiny's going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> Look for my article in the Earth Oddity Times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and don't hesitate to report it to Snopes. Please report it to Snopes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... uh. The effects of all of it have been really wild. I know everybody went crazy about oil prices this week, which I found out that a lot of people don't know the difference between oil futures and price per barrel this week because oil (laughs) futures went negative. But 
I, that really had nothing to do with the coronavirus and more to do with Saudi Arabia and Russia wanting to take out our oil production or our shale, shale production. And, and I'm not a smart person. Maybe you can help me with this. I have seen Facebook posts over and over and over again talking about how this is a bad thing. Yeah. You know, gas prices being so low. Right. Granted, I understand that there's going to be people who work in the industry who may get laid off. And right. it is a bad thing for them. I get that. Yeah. But for a decade, we talked about how, how bad it was that we were paying, you know, three and almost four dollars that one summer right. for gasoline. Yeah. Why is it? It's like, it's, I feel like, there, is there a fine line where gas has to be at where everyone's happy? Well, like you say, the oil industry is a big economic mover for the United States. Mm-hmm. So that's one whole thing. Lower prices are is less money, you know? Right. They employ a lot of people. Not just like Exxon employs a lot of people. You know, all the offshoot businesses, everything else, welders on the pipelines, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But also... Globally, oil is traded in the United States dollar. Right. The petrol The petrol dollar, dollar right. yes. Yeah. So the lower the price of oil, it weakens. The lower our, the value of money. Yeah. Okay. The, it lowers the value of our money. And considering we're just printing it like crazy, too, <laughs> you know, that's a problem, I think. And I'm by no means an oil expert. I don't trade or deal in futures or commodities in any way. Uh, so I don't know a whole lot about it. But also, oil is used, petroleum products are used in a ton of products, plastic. Mm-hmm. So those things are conceivably could get cheaper, which conceivably could drive up demand, which could be good. But also the converse of that is you're not making as much money, so you can't pay as many people right. too. So I don't know how all that fits together. For the consumer, mm-hmm. the gasoline consumer at the pump is really excellent. Right. You know. But but the gasoline consumer at the pump isn't going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Right now we can't. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I don't know. And the whole thing about the futures is that our reserves are pretty much filled up. We don't have anywhere to store any extra mm-hmm. oil. So nobody's buying any oil, you know, here or anything. So or trading oil or anything like that. So that's why the prices went negative because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's using it right now, and we're we've upped our production. I mean, even during Obama's era, we upped our right. production and still have been to the point to where we weren't as reliant on other countries, mm-hmm. and so they're mad about that. So they're kind of <laughs> tanking the price about it, you know? Right. It's a very complex thing. It's so complex, and I've read a lot. We about need somebody it. who plays D and D to figure <laughs> all this out. Yeah. Twelve sided die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I've read a lot about it, but I don't understand a lot of it. Right. Yeah. You know? So I'm I'm fascinated by it, mm-hmm. but I know I have friends who work in the oil and gas industry, and you know everything they've said is, "Hey, it ain't good." Mm-hmm. But for me, going to the pump, I'm like. Hey, this is amazing. Yeah. I can get some 93, you know, octane gas right now. <laughs> really wish I was driving to Orlando right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways. Let us know. Anyone out yeah, there listening. Any, yeah. If you're out there and you understand all of it, I would like a detailed voicemail yeah. about it all. <laughs> That's you, <Yeah>. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, John, have you ever played rock, paper, scissors? Oh, uh, yes. I'm being coy. I think everyone yes. in the world has played rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you haven't, you're like, Weird, yes. right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they decided. Uh, hmm, what could they have decided a long time ago with rock paper scissors? That's how I think rock paper scissors is how Genghis Khan actually figured out how many captains of the opposing army he was going to execute. <laughs> okay, 
All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Canada, John, there was a $500,000 bet okay. on a game of rock, paper, scissors. All right. That has recently been ruled invalid by a court. Wow. I wonder why. Well, let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. It says here. A $500,000 debt incurred from three games of rock, paper, scissors is invalid, the Quebec Court of Appeal has ruled. Edmund Mark Hooper, the unfortunate loser of the classic hand game, took out a mortgage on his house to pay off the debt. Okay. A fact that was acknowledged in a notarized contract. But the Superior Court canceled the mortgage in a 2017 decision which has which was appealed by Michael Pramu who beat Hooper in the game of rock, paper, scissors, and won the $517,000 wager. Wow. Pramu told the court the best of three games took place in January of 2011. Always go best of three. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you, you need three games to have a strategy. Yeah, right. Well, it, you know, it's a toss-up on, yes. on, on just one. So, yeah, <laughs> right. you got to go three games. Quebec law stipulates that for a wagering contract to be valid, it must be related to activities, quote, requiring only skill or bodily exertion on the part of the parties rather than to chance. Furthermore, the amount wagered must not be excessive. Well, this is just my layman's yeah. observation here, but I think, one, that this is a game of bodily exertion yeah. and skill and skill in making the hand the proper hand signs. Sure, right, yeah. You got to keep time. Right. You, know, you got to go at the same time. Right, because if you go fair. too early, you're dead, you know? <laughs> yes. If you're getting in there, if you're firing off too early, it's not a good thing. That goes for lovemaking, too. <laughs> and then also, it says that the amount wagered must not be excessive. Excessive is a very subjective yeah, right, term. Exactly. This guy was willing to mortgage, get a mortgage to pay his debt, which props to him for that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm currently laid off. In, in my life, if I made a $50 bet with somebody, that would be ruled excessive. Right, yeah. I don't gamble because I can't, I, I have no stop button in me. <laughs> so just so everybody knows, you won't catch me gambling. I will say paper. You always go paper. Oh, no. That first. No. That first. All right, I got your strategy now. You messed up. You messed up. So I got your strategy now. I'll file that into my brain. I'll use it later. Well, let's go right now. Let's no, I don't want to go right now. No. Not right now. Nope. So nope. you tell them always go paper, but then you go scissors. Nope. There you nope. go. Nope. I'm nope. in your head now, John. You're not in my head. <laughs> I'm in your head. I'm an excellent paper, rock, scissor player. I don't think you are. I lettered in it in high school. <laughs> I was a... Uh, I was on varsity paper, rock, scissors team in, in my graduating class. They have like, you know, huge competitions for it. Apparently they have them in Canada. Well, I didn't know. I just thought this was like two guys. Like, I'll show you. Well, it, I mean, it was two guys, but I don't know. I feel like, are there really people out there like rich enough who just love rock, paper, scissors yeah. so much well, that they're like, I'm going to, I'll bet you my house on this. Well, I like I said, I don't gamble, but I know a lot of degenerate gamblers. Right. I mean, I know a lot of them, and they will gamble on anything. Okay. They love it, and they. Will, I mean, that's how gambling works. And it doesn't <laughs> right. matter what it is; they will gamble on it. Huh. And so, uh, I feel like if these guys were just had the itch to gamble, this is a way, a good way to do it. They saw their kids doing it, yeah, and right. like, hey. It's probably like they were talking one night and drinking. It's like, I bet you I'll beat you. You know, uh -uh. Like you done told me you go paper first every time, you know? Anyway. I don't know why people in Canada talk like rednecks. 
when I do weird. a Canadian accent. That's the only accent <laughs> yeah. I got. Yeah, yeah. It's really more an exaggerated my accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's why it's so good. <laughs> yes, that's it's right. that is how I, we talk. I got it down fast. <laughs> In the 2017 judgment, Superior Court Justice Chantal. Sure. Sean <laughs> Lane. Oh, yeah. Found that rock paper scissors is not simp- is not simply a game of luck. I would agree. There's some yeah. Strategy. There's you go three skills. games. There's some skill. Right. Yeah. Wait. The game. How would I say that guy's name? John Lane. Sure. Say it again. <laughs> I wish I could say this. Anyway, uh, this game, according to him, he said could it, quote in certain precise circumstances call upon the skill of the parties, particularly in the speed of execution, the sense of observation, or the putting in place of a strategic sequence. I would agree with that. Okay. But she invalidated the contract nonetheless, judging that the amount wagered was excessive. When tasked with examining the decision, the appeals court reached a slightly different conclusion in a ruling published April 17th. While it found that the game may call up a certain measure of skill, it seems evident that the game also involves a large part of chance, so that it does not take only skill or bodily exertion on the part of the parties, the court concluded. So the court also upheld the lower court's conclusion that the half a million dollar wager was excessive. So I guess this guy who lost his house in a game of rock, paper, scissors, he don't have to pay it no more? I guess so. Stinks to be the guy who won. Yeah, right. You're the I would win- be so mad. You're the winner. Yeah. You won the game. Right. And now the court's like, nope, you yeah. didn't. I know. That's bad. Oh, well. But, you know, that's what you get for betting $500,000. <laughs> yes. You got to go for 100000 You know? <laughs> well, is that excessive? I mean, excessive is, again, like we said, it's a subjective term. True. Right. I feel like the dude... Taking out a second mortgage was like saying, I acknowledge that this is a valid bet. Right. You know, and I'm I'm attempting to pay my debt or did pay his debt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how I'd ever get to court anyway. That's a, uh, you know, how, I know how it got to court. His wife found Some out. His wife found out <laughs> exactly. about it. <laughs> Rosie Perez <laughs> in White Man Can't Jump. She found out about it and she took him to court. That's what happened. White Man Can't Jump is one of my favorite movies it's of all time. Movie. That movie is so funny. Oh, I love that movie. I want to watch Arsenio it. I love Arsenio Hall in that movie. Yes, that's right. It's <laughs> a great movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get off on a White Man Can't Jump tangent, but yeah. I could quote you all kind of lines from it. I love it. Yeah, love yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you just... Yeah, maybe his wife found out. That's the best way to explain it, you know, or yeah. significant others. 2020 may not have a wife, may have a husband. Karen found out about it. Yeah, Karen, <laughs> which may or may not be a, a derogatory term now. Some people are trying to make that into yeah. it. And those people are named Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> Please don't ask to see the manager. Tiny's trying we don't to, have one. <laughs> Tiny's trying to get canceled. Which. Are, are you through with your story? I'm through. All right, which I need to go on the record here and apologize before I get canceled. Uh-oh. So, so uh, Jacqueline posted a thing about in the Facebook group about <laughs> nurses being 
superheroes. I said I should <laughs> tell my wife she's a superhero. I believe her right? words were, you should worship her. Yeah, worship her, right. <laughs> yes. And I wrote an essay about how wonderful my wife is, right? John went off on her. I didn't. <laughs> I was not. I didn't intend for it to sound as mean as it came across. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yes. I did not. All I was trying to say is that my wife is amazing, and that has nothing to do with her being a nurse. But she's also an amazing nurse, too. Right. You know? Right. But my wife. I mean, like I said in the whole little essay, y'all can go find it if you want to. <laughs> She's amazing. I mean, you talk about a ride or die chick. She is a ride or die chick. She's with me, and I love her. So I read that essay and walked away think, thinking two things. One, I'm glad I'm not Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> two, I'm glad my wife's not a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Which Deidre has been a little annoyed by all the nurse worship going on. Right. You know? And I don't want to speak for my wife because I've been married long enough to know that's a bad idea. She don't want a fire truck doing donuts in the parking right. lot. Honking, she doesn't need the siren. She doesn't need all that because that's what she's like. Deidre's like a normal person, right. you know. Yeah, and she doesn't need all that recognition. She's just gonna go in and do her job, and then come home and be a great wife, and then probably make love to me like always. <laughs> all right. So I want to apologize to Jacqueline for that. I have one other issue I need to address, and I was thinking about shaving it. Saving it for the uh, Patreon episode. Mm -hmm. I know we've both rambled a lot, but I don't even care. Is we got to do something about the church text messaging all the time. <laughs> all right. We have to do something about it. I'm going to move my membership to another <laughs> church just to get away from the text messages. Okay. And I mean, your father in law is a preacher. Okay. Yes. So that's why I'm telling you about it. Like six or seven in a day is too many. Well, the problem is, is it's gotten out of control because it's not just my father-in-law who yeah. sends out texts. Oh, no, yeah, no. A it's, lot of people got access to it. It's the children's minister. Yeah, the youth minister. The youth minister. Yeah, general church info, whoever's doing it's that. It's the music guy. Yeah, And right. it's the dude who volunteers his time for the music guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. too many people. I'm kind of upset I don't have access to it because <laughs> right. I, I'd be sending out text messages saying, hey, new episode of Earth Oddity just drops. <laughs> I would I would love to have access to it. Yeah, it's too much. It's too yeah. much, okay? And I don't know I don't know a nice way to say that to any of these people who have access to mm -hmm. it because they're all really great people, but it's just too much. I mean, right. It's killing me. It's running my battery down on my phone. It's too much. We got, <laughs> I know we're all like, we can't be connected and read the bulletin like we used to and everything, but I don't need a text that you emailed me the bulletin. I'm already getting an email alert for that. Right. So I don't get it. I know on my phone, as soon as, as soon as that started happening. Oh, you hit alerts for it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Of course. You you still get them. Yeah. But your phone doesn't ding. Right. And no, you basically just say them when when. And a lot of times I just look at my oh that's just whatever. Yeah. Right. Don't even read it because <laughs> yeah. it's so much stuff. It's ridiculous. It's and that's what's happening. I think. And that's why I think someone other than me should address this issue. <laughs> is that they're sending out so many, nobody's reading any of them. Right. You know. It's just like information overload. It's like it's like a spam folder. Yeah, that's right. what it's become. Yeah. So those things are weighing heavily on my heart. I apologize to Jacqueline well, for sounding like a butthole. I didn't mean to. <laughs> that's not that was not my intention at all. Because you're the sweetest person that listens to the show, that calls in and leaves us voicemails. Yeah. All right. 
And because my mom listens and nobody's sweeter than my mom, but she doesn't call and leave voicemails. And I just want to apologize to all the Carol's Creek members out there for the <laughs> just constant text messaging we're getting. I don't understand why if you get a text message, like why can't I reply to that message? Yeah. And I don't want it to go to everyone's phone. Right. I want it to go to the person that sent it. Yeah, I need to I be able to reply to that. I agree. So I agree. when I get a text message and it says, hey, uh, you know, you can click this link and the, the service will be available on YouTube. I want to be able to respond and be like, oh, you mean just like last week? Yeah. And right. the week before that, it's going to happen again? <laughs> the exact the same way it always does. Thank right. You. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I know because I subscribed, to, I subscribed to the YouTube channel and I'm not an idiot, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I know. And we're not dealing with everybody that's tech savvy. You know, I'm not tech savvy myself, but I'm better than, say, like some of our older members at church. Right. So, yeah. It's just a lot. It's a whole lot. Anyways, so I don't want to get canceled for that. I don't want to get canceled for being mean to Jacqueline, even though that was not my intentions at all to be mean to her about John it. usually doesn't hate women. I don't hate any women. <laughs> I love women. I love women. All right? I've always loved women. I don't ever remember a time in my life where I didn't like girls. You know, right. some guys go through a phase when they're kids and they think girls are gross. Never me. Used to yeah. get in trouble for kissing during nap time in kindergarten. All right? No joke. I've always loved women, okay? And I don't want to get canceled. Like our next story, Jeff Goldblum's trying to get himself canceled here. No, not yeah. Jeff Goldblum. And this story comes to us from one of my favorite websites. I know one of your favorite websites, pride.com. Jeff Goldblum. That's, a, that's another That's another publication that sends out too many text messages. Right. Get a lot of those. <laughs> get a lot of those. I don't targeted ads for Grindr, all kind of stuff. Jeff Goldblum questions Muslim treatment of LGBTQ folks on RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, Tiny was telling me this is his favorite TV show. I'm actually not familiar with the, the show. Oh, you don't? You, uh -uh. you really don't know what it is? I re honestly, I really oh, yeah. don't. I know, I've watched a few episodes. I know who RuPaul is. Yeah, of course. And she's got a show that doesn't yeah. shock me. Right. Yeah, and this drag queens, and they do all kind of stuff, and they have shows and all. You know, I've, I've dabbled in it a little bit. All right. <laughs> okay. No wrong. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. It doesn't affect me to watch a man dress as a woman. It doesn't bother me at all, right. you know? All right. Season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race is in the home stretch with just seven queens left. And on tonight's runway, Jackie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> brought some Middle Eastern rep representation to this week's Stars and Stripes theme. The New York-based queen wore a stunning red stripe crafton with a midnight blue hijab. Is that how you pronounce it? Hijab? Hijab? I don't know. I'm, I'm not up on my Muslim <laughs> apparel. Okay. Like I should be. Uh, lined with 50 silver stars. A statement piece among the dazzling American-themed outfits. And let me tell you, they'll have some dazzling outfits on there. Yes. I'm not even joking. It's some amazing stuff. Be dazzled. <laughs> Come on, hijab. RuPaul cheered from the judges panel as Cox turned the corner. I can't stop laughing at Cox. <laughs> uh, you can be Middle Eastern, you can be Muslim, and you can still be American, she quips in the voiceover. And while the queen stood statuesquely on the runway, waiting to be judged, actor and this week's special guest judge, Jeff Goldblum, had a potentially controversial question for Cox. Are you religious, may I ask? I'm not, Cox replied. To be honest, this outfit really represents the importance 
importance that visibility for people of religious minorities need to have in this country. Goldblum inquires deeper about the Islamic faith and how the religion treats LGBTQ plus people. Is there something in this religion that is anti-homosexuality and anti-woman? Does that complicate the issue? I'm just raising it and thinking out loud and maybe being stupid. So, Goldblum's question is certainly raw, but reflects thoughts many uninformed Americans might have. Okay, I would just, let me stop you right here. I would like to let everyone know I am one of those uninformed Americans okay. that John just mentioned. Well, we're about to get an education. Okay, all right. Educate me because I have those same questions. Yes. Continue. As the advocate reports, activists say this kind of rhetoric is used to portray Muslim women and LGBTQ plus Muslims as victims of our own community in an attempt to really pit communities against each other. This is a difficult field for Muslims to navigate. Sensing a touchy subject, RuPaul jumped in with a comment on how drag pushes boundaries. Drag has always shaken the tree, so to speak. There are so many different layers to this presentation. If it was ever going to be done, this is a stage to do it. And Cox teared up on the runway as she spoke (laughs) about her beliefs. I'm sorry. I'm a 14-year-old kid and I can't stop it. Uh, one of the greatest times of my life was when Alabama had a football player named Adam Cox from Jasper, by the way. It's a complex issue. I have my own misgivings about the way LGBTQ people are treated in the Middle East. And at the same time, I am one. What is so important to me that if you just happen to be different, then live that truth. Living the truth is a big Everybody's living their truth. These it is, days. Yeah, but it's your truth. Yeah, it's your truth. Because right. A lot of people don't believe in absolute truth. <laughs> That's anymore. true. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. It goes on to say that a travel ban prohibiting entry into the U.S. from all Muslim majority countries was one of several controversial issues the Trump administration ran on in 2016. I have no idea what that has to do <laughs> with, uh, with Jeff Goldblum asking a question at a drag race. Surely pride.com is not biased in any way. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she's, oh, actually, Cox said when the Muslim ban happened, it really destroyed a lot of my faith in the country and really hurt my family. And that's so wrong to me. Her aunt was prevented from entering in the country. Well, is she, uh, she said that she wasn't very religious. Right. She, she's Middle Eastern herself. Yeah. Of, okay. Of descent. Yeah. I got you. Uh, I had to show America that you can be LGBT and from the Middle East, and there's going to be complicated mess around that, and that's okay. But I'm here, and I deserve to be an American as much as anyone else. Wholeheartedly agree agree with that. Yes, yes. Uh, While uncomfortable at times, the poignant conversation is truly an authentic moment on the reality series. By asking the awkward question, not only did Jeff Goldblum learn more about Jackie Cox, and the Muslim faith, but drag race viewers across the world also had the opportunity to educate themselves. Now, on Twitter, he was getting drugged, (laughs) all right? Goldblum did not have a good day yesterday. Because he asked a question. Because he asked a question. How dare he? Right, yes. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, you can't ask questions anymore (laughs) without getting in trouble for it. Now, I would say... That a lot of religions probably have some problems with the LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's any secret. We're we're Baptists. I was about to say, but for whatever reason, Christianity has been saddled with the yeah. kit in the caboodle of blame. Right. For I like, think that's probably because we're a majority religion here. Probably. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
And we have not done a good job of showing our loving side on this issue in right. a lot of ways, which I've probably spoken about on here before. Mm-hmm. I didn't I don't think we've ever handled it right, at least as a fate, you know. Right. But also there's not videos of people down at First Baptist throwing gay people off the roof either. Right. right? The worst we say is you're going to hell, right? Well, I mean, the and wor- we don't want to bake your wedding cake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and we want you to eat our chicken, but we still think that marriage <laughs> should be traditional, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. But as an American, speaking strictly as American, I'm all for people doing whatever they want to do. Right. I'm a huge freedom guy. Mm-hmm. I love freedom, and I want everybody to be free. If you want to be a drag queen. If you want to be whatever, that's cool with me, you know, right. until you're like a crazy person and, you know, trying to hurt me in some way. And mm-hmm. then I'm just going to have to kill you, you know, <laughs> right. so, uh, but we'll just handle that when it happens. For the most part, I'm all for everybody doing what they want to do. And I think most Americans are like that in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I hate that Goldblum has gotten himself embroiled in any tri- kind of controversy by being just as uninformed as I am. Right. You know. And I wouldn't ever ask that question in a way to try to, if I was him, I'm sure it wasn't his intention or it had any forethought of pitting two minorities within one community against each other. Yeah. You know? But I could see how it could be taken that way because it's probably been used that way by idiots, you know, like mm-hmm. Richard Spencer or whoever or is all, you know, all the idiots online. You got all of them. You know, I don't yeah. need to list them all if everybody knows who all the, who all the idiots are. So I don't know. But anyways. RuPaul's Drag Race, down to the final six now. And um, I'm putting my money on Jackie Cox, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jackie Cox. They could have called me that when I was 13, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is probably going to get cut out, but I want to tell all those uh, those Muslims out there getting labeled homophobic, uh, we feel your pain <laughs> here in the Baptist church. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Few bad apples, <laughs> rooting for all the good ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I've like I say, it's it's tough sometimes as a Baptist to uh, to have any person that's in that LGBTQ plus community to uh, even entertain having a conversation with right. us because of what other people have said and done. Yeah, you know. You got the Westboro nuts. Those people are horrible. I was just going to say that, like that, and is they're the, not real Baptists, by the way. <laughs> I just want to go on the record. I would say that 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 would probably Christianity. That would probably be Christianity's like absolute worst scenario. Like, yeah, like they are the worst example it, that yeah. can be as far as intolerance goes. Sure, at least in the U.S. But even even the Westboro Baptist Church, I don't think they've, they've killed anybody yet, no, have they? No, but they or, want them to die. <laughs> they want them to yeah. die, but they uh, haven't. Very vocal in about prison. that. No. Yeah, they hadn't. They don't, hadn't. Don't let any of them get in office. No. Yeah, those people. I would counter protest them right. in a heartbeat. They came here one time, you know. Did they? Yeah, I can't remember what they were protesting about, and I was going to go counter protest, end up having to work or something, and I mm-hmm. couldn't because I was going to go down there. I, I was going to like, you know, I had some good signs I thought I could come <laughs> up with, you know, right? And be like, God hates hate. You know, yeah. God is love. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like number one thing you learn when your first first lesson you learn about God as a kid, God is love. Right. You know, yeah, God loves you. He loves everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't like the way we act sometimes. So, well, John, uh, this is going to be my last story here, and 
Well, speaking of drag, okay. <laughs> speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> here is a Mustang driver. He says that he didn't stop because he thought that the troopers wanted to race him. Okay. <laughs> if this guy's name is Jackie Cox, I'm going to the moon. <laughs> a Minnesota man named Jackie Cox was arrested <laughs> last night in Elkhart County. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't say his name. Minnesota's got a huge <laughs> Middle Eastern population, you know. Oh, wow. I didn't oh, know yeah. That. Minneapolis huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. After officials say that he led Indiana State Police on a high-speed pursuit because he thought that they wanted to race. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> According to the press release, 25-year-old Musab al Okay. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. Now, look, we can't make any assumptions on the guy's name as to where he comes from. I I would <laughs> I'd bet dollars to donuts he's not white, you know? Bet dollars to donut. <laughs> anyway. Does that make me... I don't think that's racist, <laughs> you know? know. Uh, Musab was clocked by troopers going 120 miles an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. The red Mustang was chased for 25 miles with troopers throwing stop sticks twice <laughs> before the pursuit ended. <laughs> Police say that Musab told troopers that he didn't stop because he thought they wanted to race. Sure. He was taken to the Elkhart County Jail and now faces preliminary charges of resisting police, reckless driving, and several moving violations. Oh, going to be a big fines. Yeah. And i tell you what, his, his name's probably not helping him there either, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, he's not on trial in Alabama. He may be okay. <laughs> he may be okay in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's typical Mustang driver right there, you know? <laughs> Typical. And if I was trying to outrun the cops and then I failed, it's not a great excuse, but it's not the worst thing you could sell them. Exactly. (laughs) I might want to go with, oh, I didn't see you back there. You know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You didn't see the flashing lights? (laughs) Nope. Or the stop sticks? (laughs) Nope. Nope. Missed all of that, man. I was listening to Earth Oddy podcast. (laughs) I was really involved with that just mentally, and I missed all the other things. Yeah. Yeah. But bold move by his part. You know? <laughs> bold strategy. Yeah. I wonder if he pleads not guilty to it all. I don't know. That would be even better. Oh, mercy. I'm sure that'll up all his fines and everything. Well, let's talk about another person that's in trouble. And we just talked a lot about how Christianity is a religion of love. God is love. I mean, we, we are his followers, mm-hmm. Christians, Christ followers. We always hear love the sinner, hate the sin. That's right. I think when I think we forget to emphasize the point that we're all sinners. Yeah. And sometimes I think certain Christians can maybe uh, get a bad rap because maybe we put out the vibe that we're good and you're not. Yeah, right. But the, the yeah. truth is, is that's not the case. Everyone, no. if, if if you, you believe the Bible, right. everybody is a sinner. Yeah, all of us. All are. of us right. have fallen short. And that's why I like to say I'm the world's worst Christian, right. you know, like because yeah. I, I am. Like, yeah. I, look, if there's anybody on this earth that God needs to smite off of it, it's me, you know, <laughs> right. a number one. I freely admit that, you know. I, I'm right behind you. I don't now, know. I am behind you. You would go right. first. I definitely go first. <laughs> but I would be right right after you. I'm just saying, don't stand around me in a thunderstorm. Okay? <laughs> yes. So, uh, thanks to Todd who sent me this. Uh, a pastor is accused of punching a donor who was 70 at a food distribution event in Opalaka. So this what did is from, he say? This is from Opalaka, Florida. Okay. Okay. Not Opalaka, Alabama. No, no. This is Opalaka. Gotcha. Not Opalaka. Let's not get them confused, okay? Right. 
probably both Creek Town names. Um, a pastor was arrested Tuesday in Opelika for punching a 70-year-old man who was trying to deliver food to those in need, authorities said. The victim, Felipe Madrigal, spoke to local 10 news reporter Jeff Winsler Thursday as he was going into the emergency room to get his neck checked out. He told Winsler he was still having a lot of pain in his neck and head. Must have got him pretty good. <laughs> The incident was reported outside of a church in the area of Lincoln Avenue and Johnson Street. Everybody knows where that is. And according to the arrest report, the victim, who is the president of the Rotary Club of Doral, told police he had gone to the area to deliver 12 pallets of food to people when Bernice Lee S. McMichael, who's 64, approached him and asked him what he was doing there. According to his business card, Michael is the pastor of Mount Tabor Ministries. Or is it Tabor? I don't know about all sure. the biblical names, you know, <laughs> like I should be. A woman who identified herself as a church administrator for another church, the Opelika Church of God, said Michael is not affiliated with her church. However, they allow him to use a building across from the church when he is feeding the community. The victim said he told Michael he was there to provide food for people but Michael got angry that the victim did not contact him first before arriving. The pastor apparently thought the food was going to be donated to his church and not handed out that day. When I said, why don't you help us? At that moment, he hit me and I went backwards on the sidewalk and landed on the street. My phone went flying. It's broken, Madrigal said. Police said Michael punched the victim in the face, knocking him out. According to the arrest report, Michael told police he hit Madrigal, Madrigal because he feared for his life, but witnesses told the officer Michael struck the victim for no apparent reason. Uh, Winsler also spoke to Michael on Thursday, and he again stated he was in fear of Madrigal. We do not do food distribution on Tuesday. We do food distribution on Thursday, he said. He was right up close on me. I thought he was going to hit me. I thought he was going to hit me. I was defending myself. Michael admitted that he now believes Madrigal didn't mean any harm, but he said he wasn't sure at the time because Madrigal had never been there before. I guess he didn't mean no harm, but I didn't know him, and I hit him, the pastor said. It was self-defense because I thought I was defending myself. Wild to claim that. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole uh, I'm in fear for your life, that's that's what they tell you to tell the cops. That's yeah, why you hear right. it so often. Yeah, if you ever shoot somebody. If you ever shoot somebody, you yeah. ever attack somebody for right. whatever reason, yeah. it's, like, it's like your default answer. You you can work out a reason why yes. you were in fear for your life later, but right. you've got to say you were in fear for your life. I um, still don't understand why he hit the guy. I, I don't know. Madrigal said, we is very sad. We are there to help the most needy people, and it's so sad. That's a pastor of a church, and he acts the way he did. He was taken in custody on a charge of aggravated assault and battery, or aggravated battery on an elderly person, but he has since bonded out. Uh, records show he has a long criminal record that states back dates back to 1978, that includes charges such as theft, battery, and possession of cocaine. Now, which one is that? That's uh, the preacher. The preacher? Yeah. Uh, preachers can... So we've all walked a rocky road, all right? <laughs> He's been working on that testimony. That's right. Yes. <laughs> he was. I mean, nobody wants to hear a testimony that you were, uh, you know, saved in the first grade and you've just been a right. little Miss Goody, Goody Two Shoes ever since. <laughs> 
this is really blows out his working on his testimony and that he's turned his life around because he was recently charged with kidnapping, false imprisonment, robbery, and battery for an incident involving his wife. Who is 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 donating money to his ministry? <laughs> then, man, I, that's the end of the article. But yeah, he uh, he he's not a pastor. You know, I feel like he's got a scam working here or something, you know? I hope he's not a pastor because, yeah. you know, dang it, all, all those people I invited church are right. Church is full of hypocrites. Right. <laughs> well, look, just be careful before you shoo that guy off your porch who's trying to hand you a Bible track. He might punch you right in the face, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, anybody can say they're a pastor, right? <laughs> I mean, now we have the whole, you know, you need to be ordained or yes, whatever to be a pastor a in our church. there's a lot of people who have told but, me that they're a minister. Right. And, yeah. And they're not. And some of them are genuine lay preachers. Sure. And then some of them are, it's just a dude that drives a forklift at work. And that's yeah. what he likes to tell people. That's yes, right. No, I know a bishop. And I'm like, dude, you're an electrician. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, just because you declare yourself a bishop doesn't mean you're a bishop, right? If I ever get interviewed on TV... I want Bishop, like, under Bishop. under my picture, like, under the video, the little caption, I need Bishop Tiny. Bishop Christopher Tiny Sullivan, Carroll's Creek Baptist Church. I'm mean, like, Baptist Church don't even have bishops. Yes. Cardinal. I would go with Cardinal. If I was going to go with anything, right? Uh, you they're know, pretty high up, right? Cardinals are like, they're big wigs. I mean, bishops are too, right? I think there's only a certain number of cardinals. Yeah. Like, I think cardinals are bishops, but ah. there's only like a certain number of right. them. Well, I, I know, again, I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't you know. need to run this by Brandon. Yeah. Bishops can only move diagonally, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, whatever color square they're on. Yeah. Correct. A chess joke, a little chess humor. <laughs> don't get that on any other podcast, I bet. <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> So we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice on the website and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes, all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch when social distancing is over and you can invite (laughs) people to your house, whip up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer on there or order your own, which we got a promo code for that. But you got to listen to the whole ad to get it. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. 
It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. And here locally, you can find it at Vowell's Fresh Market off of Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's E-O-P and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, we've been talking for an hour, so let's go to the phones. Okay. Hello, my name is Kevin, and I'm part of the YouTube channel called Staff Around Where. I just want to say... Thank you very much for giving me the laugh. Uh, the show is great. Crack. I enjoy it. Quite grand. Uh, glad I got to come across you. I think the first came across you on the Retro Rewind podcast. But I can't remember if that's the first time or the second time. And, and you're always bringing me great laughter. And just there's a load of gas. Actually, I'm living here in the state of Florida. And becoming a Florida man. Oh, man. We just never end. It's quite lovely, all of us here. So, hopefully, I get to hear from you, and maybe I just one day join your podcast. When this whole thing goes over, that would be fantastic. So, keep it up. Um, appreciate it, and thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Okay. Dude. Uh, are you sure you're from Florida? I <laughs> kid. <laughs> Seriously though, that it was a lovely accent. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, definitely. He said he enjoyed the show and he found us through Retro Re- Rewind. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Our good friends over there. I'm pretty sure I know who that is. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would just like to say thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for joining our community. And dude, if you ever want to like uh, send us a bumper or <laughs> some audio that we can use, uh, that would be awesome because that is a uh, I can't talk like that. No, no, it's great. Not without a lot of practice. Yeah, that's very good. Okay, now let's uh, hear from our favorite Canadian, who John was rather discourteous to overline recently. It's my fault. <laughs> I hope I got out in front of anything she may say in this voicemail. <laughs> Here we go. Hey guys, uh, it's Jacqueline again. Uh, just uh, just listening to the show in the car and uh, Grace, and again, great show. Now, I do really enjoy the ringtone thing that you've got going there. I know you made a joke about how it was creepy music and you were trying to be whatever, but... Um, I'm an old goth chick from way back, so that creepy music, man, that is, that's my jam right there. Anyway, uh, just a few notes on the show. Um, I, my former boss was from the Czech Republic, and he, uh, actually never mentioned, uh, that, that ritual to me, that Easter ritual, um, funnily enough, uh, and I'm wondering why. So I may lift him off an email and get some more details about that if I can, if I'm allowed to legally. Uh, also, as a semi-lapse, but as a actual Catholic, um, I am deeply offended by what the Pope said. Um, I think that he would be wise enough to know that uh, gin is actually the true holy water. Um, I'm disappointed in him for selling out to whiskey. Uh, we all know gin is the superior liqueur. And um, anyway, I just wanted to say that. So Pope Frankie, uh, which is what we call him, uh, we're allowed to call him that. You guys aren't, but we are. Uh, so Pope Frankie, if you're listening, um, hit me up with some gin instead of whiskey. 
Uh, I guess that's all for now. Um, again, great show. Oh, John, I wanted to mention, uh, you're officially indicted now, or indicted? Not indicted, I'm sorry, wrong word. Um, inducted. <laughs> inducted into the um, Canadian uh, Sisterhood. Just wanted to let you know that. Um, you want it in, you're in, it's just that easy. All you gotta do is ask. So, uh, John, welcome to the official Canadian Sisterhood. Uh, all right, talk to you later. Love you all. Bye. All right. Well, talk about letting bygones be bygones. That's right. I thought she was fixing to let you have it. That's how it works in the sisterhood, Tiny. That's how it works in the Canadian sisterhood. You know, maybe one day you can get in and join us in sisterhood activities. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I've gotten out of the habit. (laughs) You're a lap sisterhood. Um, Yeah. The least surprising thing in that whole voicemail is that Jacqueline used to be a goth girl. You know? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> and our last right here. Here we go. Hey, guys. Um, this is Nicole Walter. I was just calling because I wanted to tell Tiny that I personally thought he did a great job of trolling us with the new phone noise music scary sound gregorian chant whatever um i found it way worse than the than the original like phone sound but i i am just gonna say do whatever you want because i'm afraid that if we complain we're gonna get something even worse (laughs) so i mean mission successful tiny good job now, see, Nicole here, She's she knows the program. Yeah. Right. Get, get in line. That's right. That's right. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I went Nicole. I like the old music better, yes. you know, because like, I know how to change my ringtone on my phone. <laughs> so I, I I like the old music. It bumped. It was cool. But, you know, yeah. I, Gregorian chant's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but me and Nicole are in the same camp on this. What we'll do is... uh. We'll, ja- we'll let the creepy goth music be Jacqueline's segment. We'll, do. <laughs> well, uh, what if you, I, you know, I don't know, editing wise or whatever, what if you impose the old music over the Gregorian chant? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how difficult that would be, but that would be super awesome. I can't promise you it'd sound nice, but I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, thanks for calling, guys. We appreciate it. Huge with the ladies. Voicemail is huge with the ladies, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was just going to say that thank you all so much. Well, I'd just like to echo John's sentiment. Thank you for calling in because this segment here, this community news segment, this is y'all's segment. And That's if right. y'all don't send in emails or write reviews or leave voicemails, we don't have anything to talk about. So right. thank you for giving us something to talk about. I also say if you called us and you haven't left a review... That's mighty bold on your part. Yeah, yes. that's mighty bold. Don't let me find out. I'll call you out. I'll, I'll call you back. You know. Uh, well, John, not only did we get a plethora of voicemails this week, All right. but we got not one, not two, oh. but three oh. emails Great. from our second favorite Canadian, Monica. Ah. Oh, one of my sisters. <laughs> yes. One of my Canadian sisters. Okay. Three emails. Three emails. And I'm going to try to kind of maybe uh, truncate these. Okay. Give us a synopsis. Yes. Okay. But we're going to start with it right here. Okay. This comes from our, well, I've, I've said it already. 
Hi, guys. Hope you're all safe. I sent my theory to Richard Head over on Circle Drive. (laughs) I had just started listening to him. Everything was fine until I told him my theory and that I thought Chinese AI and reptilians had taken over your government. LOL. Heck yeah. Now my internet is goofy. That's what happens. happens. You got to get a VPN set up. She says, or did he just block me? His next podcast was gaslighting and he sounded grumpy. I felt like he was talking to me, so I don't listen to him no more. LOL. Well, okay. you showed him. That's right. What was the name of that dude's podcast? I don't know. Was that the dude we were reviewing? Oh, is it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, he lives on Circle Drive wherever he is. I'm okay. not sure. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I wish I could remember the name of that podcast, though. Yeah. Was it Past the Salt? That's right. It was Past, Past the, the Salt. salt. <laughs> I'm fixing to go see if anybody else has left a review. <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, I am not on social media, and I don't know how to contact Jacqueline. Anyways, you guys rock the house. Hugs. It's so bleeping snowing here. The blue sky weather was beautiful two days ago. Then a jet went by east to west and left a huge chemtrail from one end to the other. Corona likes cold weather. LOL. Yup, yup. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Monica, she she didn't get all of her thoughts together in that one email. So she sent us another one. Came here. back. All right. Sorry. I meant to say, I hope you guys will listen to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis and David Icke. Okay. Please listen to it. Well, I have a lot of time, so. Yeah, Tiny will listen to it. I make no promises. <laughs> yes. Okay. I also like the Brohio podcast, LOL. Yes, the crude one with Rob and Nick. Also, Grimerica is an awesome podcast. I love Joe Roop and Lighting the Void also. Joe Roop. That's old man Roop's boy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Okie dokie, folks. Love yous. Hugs from Monica. All right. And she sent us some hug emojis. Here. All right. I didn't and even know there was a hug emoji. I will say uh, I have heard of Grimerica. Never okay. listened to it, but that's the only podcast that, that I've heard of. That's the one Old Man Roop's boy does? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. And then finally, she titled this last email, Sorry Last Email, I Promise. But I would just like to tell Monica, don't. No. I would like an open just stream of consciousness. Don't let this yeah. be your last email to yeah. us, please. Never. Yeah. No, <laughs> please. please continue. We need to know you're okay up there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't let up. Nah, it's a sisterhood. We got to stay connected. <laughs> Hi, guys. I heard you mention big ships and joked about the train incident. I'm 58 in May. I'm Young inc- lady. <laughs> I'm including three pics. Please do not post or use the pictures. We won't. We will not. They will be for my... My own consumption and Easy time. <laughs> nobody else. Easy time. <laughs> she says that I don't trust people anymore and I isolate and am super lonely. I am looking for a kind, caring man, okay. 62 or above. Okay. She's get an older man. With a chubby belly. Oh, I'm a little too young for you. <laughs> I'm a belly girl. And I love hairy guys' bodies. Oh, man. I, mean, I am AO. If she would lower her, <laughs> her age range, Dieter might have a little competition. <laughs> LOL. I have complex PTSD now anyway. Oh. I'm beside the ship. LOL. I love you guys. Hope you're okay. Did the tornadoes come close to you? 
We actually did get yeah. a, a t- pretty close tornado yeah. to my house, but it wasn't like it didn't do a lot, a lot of damage. Yeah, no. but it did, you know, get pretty close. It did a lot of damage out where all the really rich people live. <laughs> it did. You know, it was the judgment of God. <laughs> yeah. If you ever need to ask yourself, did a tornado come close to where we live? The answer is yes. Yes. Because they all come close to where we live. I don't know what it is, but they all come through here. <laughs> they do. And, uh, with that said, I believe that'll that'll about do us for this week. You got right. anything else? Well, I looked up past assault, and we got a review on there. Oh, <laughs> February twenty eighth. Okay, Meg Show seventeen left it. So, Meg, if you're out there, I'm sorry it was so long. And for those who have joined us since the Super Bowl, this dude went on some rant about how. The Super Bowl Party. halftime show was... It was going to cause him to go to hell because yeah, right. it, he it gave him, lusted yeah, after... He was lusted over yes. J-Lo and Shakira. <laughs> yes. Like every other man in the continental <laughs> United States and world. Okay. So uh, so we had our... We put the call out for our users to go leave him a review and tell him how bad he was for not being in church. Five star reviews. Five stars. Right. We didn't want to mess up his review rating. So this one starts out, all caps, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayer, Acts 2.42. Uh-oh. It says, see if you were at church instead of watching the Super Bowl <laughs> like the Earth Oddity Boys, maybe you wouldn't be falling into sin. Love the show. Make smart choices. Uh, smiley face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that dude was like, well, what is going on? <laughs> That's you hilarious. Know? And if you're out there, Pastor Guy, if you've been listening to us, man, welcome to the show. You know? <laughs> yes. Call in, leave us a voicemail. Leave us a review. Oh, yeah. But we only accept five stars. Five reviews. stars. We gave you a bunch of five stars, you know? <laughs> yes. We helped you out, you know? Because I, I was looking, you're only a 3.0 rated show, okay? <laughs> yes. Most We really bumped you up a lot. I'm just saying. You'd be down in the twos if it weren't for the Earth Oddity crowd. And leave it to Monica to bring that back up. I yeah. forgot all about that. Yeah, right. Me too. Yeah. Me too. That was back in February. Was, yeah, I, I raised stuff from my mind so quick. People be like, man, I heard you say that on a podcast. I'm like, I don't, did I? I don't know. <laughs> I, you say, know? I say a lot of things <laughs> on the podcast. Like, I have no idea what I say. <laughs> I would like to thank all of our patrons so much for donating to the show, but I would like to especially thank Mr. Chris Tipton, Mr. J.D. Westfall, and, of course, the one and only Mr. James White for That's donating right. at the $10 or above tier That's right. on Patreon. It's amazing. Thank, Thank you so y'all. much. I mean, we did this before, but you're the reason the shows are – there's an extended portion now. That's right. And y'all are the reason we are fixing to record a patron-exclusive episode That's right. as soon as we finish this one. All you losers that haven't joined are missing out because <laughs> it is – unfiltered raw yeah. uncensored because my mom or any of our church members haven't joined it yet so yes. i would recommend you join it now get the full earth oddity experience <laughs> yes. yeah i don't know might do it with my shirt off i don't know we'll see if you are one of those people who can't donate to us on patreon and i, I understand yeah, that no, because yeah. i'm laid off too sure but if you are one of those people, you can still help the show because you can leave a review. Yep. And if you've done that, you can tell someone about the show. That's yeah. really the best way that you can help us out is just right. you know help us get this content in, in more ears, build the audience. That helps us probably more than anything That's else right. is just building the audience. Reach one, teach one, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. For Earth Oddity. Yes. I mean, you can do it for Jesus, too. Yeah, yeah but we're talking about Earth Oddity right now, okay? <laughs> right. Well, do you have anything else? No, no, just uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Like I said, tell a friend. 
the very least you could do is just tell a friend and you guys can make fun of us together. Yeah. So give you something to talk about. Well, with that said, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. That's right. We're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, like our second favorite Canadian Monica is. Especially if you like hairy dudes with big bellies. I'd like to hear from you, ladies. We accept pictures. It's fine. <laughs> you can get us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to look at pictures, sometimes we post pictures. That's I actually right. had a hilarious coffin dance meme That's right. this past week. That's right. Got a lot of play. Yeah. <laughs> you can check that out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. That's right. But the most popular, the best way to contact us is our voicemail. What's that number? It is 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity from the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Patrons will be with you in a minute. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.